0: Hey, welcome to the Uncommon Life podcast, the show where Lewis, Rich and myself delve into topics that are helping us build towards being in the best shape and health of our lives. It's fair to say that we're quite far into that journey. That said, we're changing our minds on various topics as we learn more about ourselves. And there's also some things that we each find uniquely challenging. Our hope is that you can relate to some of our journeys and challenges and that you find it inspiring and useful as you build towards being in the best shape and health of your life. Today's episode is another random show where we just have a big old chit-chat about what's on our minds. We cover a lot of ground today. Self-limiting beliefs, setting goals, world record for pull-ups, falling out of the flow of consistency, habit stacking, running backwards, yep, I really did say running backwards, Rich is not impressed, and working with a personal trainer. Before we get going, just a quick ask. If you like the episode, please give us a like on YouTube. And hey, even if you didn't, give us a like anyway because it helps with the algorithm and it will help us reach more people oh and follow the show wherever you listen to it that would be helpful too all right enjoy the episode so, so, we'll, like, so we'll have a bit of a random show today right um let's do it and lewis you mentioned there were a couple of things on your mind so like, i reckon you can you can kick off you said there were some things that you wanted to try yeah
1: out. sure there's, so there's one thing that i was going to talk about and it's uh, something i've seen this week which i shared with both of you um with truitt haynes who just did the world record pull-ups oh
0: uh, yeah. uh, yes yeah. and
1: i'm just like i i watched it so this chap Truett Haynes, I've got it on video now. I was going to kind of like sh- show a little bit, like little share of it at the moment. In fact, let me do that. And then I'll talk yeah, to it. it. Let me see if I can figure this out. So if I do share, is it screen?
0: And How
2: then... long until Goggins goes after it?
1: <laughs> window. What well, am I Goggins sharing? Goggins did the
0: record first, didn't he? And then people have exactly. been breaking it's... it since then.
1: Here we go. So let me know if that is, oh, I'm such a noob with all
0: this shit that didn't and seem roughly, to be you're like, you're like my granddad trying to use a mobile and no, that's my granddad can use a mobile phone it's, uh, like an old so person trying to use I'll, a mobile phone I'll talk to it though. and it's and it, so this <laughs> guy
2: so so he's <laughs> right, giving up he's giving
0: up he's giving up alright let me share, God, it. Let let me me share. It. you <laughs> can do it Lewis you've got it in you you have to have it open in the browser and then you just click share in the
1: browser that share here we go there we go we can see that now are you
0: glad you are you glad you pushed through I am I'm glad you pushed through
2: I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah, <laughs> so see all good your on it bookmarks
0: though. As long as you haven't got any dodgy bookmarks. Oh, what's oh, he looking at? That's my work. That's my work. This is my work laptop. It's actually not my
1: favourites <laughs> at work. I feel oh, getting like in so trouble.
2: But well, oh man, look,
1: look, let's, let's I was, look, this, I was yeah. looking for uh, adult entertainment.
2: Didn't see anything there.
1: There's nothing of that. So I think so. This guy, what it's showing, he's done 1,570. This guy's going for the
0: most amount of pull-ups
1: in 24 hours. In terms of time. I'm not quite sure how much has lapsed. Is that 10? So it's not 10 minutes 27. So 10 hours and 27. Okay, 10 hours and, yeah, 10 27, hours and 27 minutes. 27. Have lapsed, looks like he's done and 50, he's done 1,570. And he ended up doing 8,100 pull ups in 24 hours, which, when you do the maths, is just under six pull ups every minute for 24 hours.
2: Well, hang on. That's that's interesting. So, based on that current position, he is way behind. And he must have massively accelerated.
1: He, he, he re- I think he may have upped it. But it's, um, I think the point I just wanted to make is how much more capable we are as like human beings and physically than we mentally like give ourselves credit for. And I mean, I I'm not, I'm not sure down, that
2: dude's a human.
1: It's like just phenomenal. And just the mindset, the discipline, the focus. And I just think, unfortunately, we have so many self-limiting beliefs and we impose like doubt on ourselves mentally. And when I see something like this, I get so inspired and just blown away at just everything, just everything. The fact that he does. I I just want to like mention the number again. Six pull-ups every minute for 24 hours <laughs> it's just insane like just that his body can do that so i then went down a bit of a rabbit hole like what has this guy done to train up for this and um on his instagram page he uh you see him like training for it and he was doing a thousand pull-ups before going to work before like nine o'clock so he'd start at seven and do a thousand pull-ups for two hours and then he'd do a thousand pull-ups in the evening when he got home. So he was doing like two thousand pull-ups a day, training for it. I mean, I love this kind of shit. I just love it. I watch this and I'm like,
0: "What's going to get Rich started And he's going to like do a pull-up challenge <laughs> this weekend. You <laughs> so, really ain't. So
1: that's what I wanted to share. And I mean, I'll stop sharing it. Like the guy ended up killing it, but impressive. I just think yeah. it's around just how physically capable we are as humans when we really apply ourselves and it's it's just incredible so i'm going to i know i'm a bit of a loon anyway like this is like maybe like are you gonna do a pull-up challenge i'm not gonna do a pull-up challenge but it's just like this guy this guy that's eight thousand is probably how many i'll do in the year like what probably not even i'd like have to work out so if i do 300 a week 300 times 52 i wouldn't even do that and it's like this guy did that in a in 24 hours so uh, i think that that was all i wanted to talk about I'm just on my mind because i watched this and i was like i'm so motivated and inspired by it it's um, just the whole next level it is
2: super super impressive yeah so i agree although i'm going to put a little caveat thing in there because yeah, i, I think I'm, about I, gen- uh, it as
0: well but i'm waiting for a it is. It is.
2: so so and, and i think i think i just think more more broadly around like the human spectrum so the way i like think about it is and i think it helps everyone is because i think we think that we're all physically equal and that's not a true statement and the way i look at it is let's say we use our genetic build up if you, do you remember at school there was a really smart kid at school right and and really smart and that's daniel no, no, it
0: wasn't,
2: wasn't me, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and then later in life, there's these people that are just on another level when it comes to IQ and capability. They are mentally at a different level of operations. You might have met a few of them through kind of your career and your work and whatever else. And When you spend time with them, you realize that they mentally operate at a capability level you can't even comprehend. And, and they say that with very high IQ individuals, chess grandmasters, or people who are renowned kind of scientists, whatever else they see the world differently. They can solve problems in different ways because they genetically have a different capability. It doesn't matter how much time you put into training that particular skill, as I said, getting good at maths, or how much time you put into a particular problem-solving skill, you'll get better but within your own limitations of your own capability that you're born with. And I think physically there's an element of truth in that as well, right? So that particular person, I think he is obviously physically gifted, with a kind of some ingredients which then obviously he's had to work his ass off for years and years and years and years to become as capable as he has I'm not taking that away from him but I don't think we're all equal and so I think I think it's important that we kind of embrace that yes we should push ourselves and we should kind of uh, embrace how far we can go but we also need to get really comfortable that we are uniquely like we are we are just unique humans and that just because someone else can do that it does not mean you're capable of doing it and, and actually by striving for it like you, you, there are risks in doing it. By the way, the reason I think that way is because it stops me doing silly shit. Um, it's like Strongman, right? I, I love Strongman. I love watching Strongman. You ain't going to see me lifting 400 kilo at stones, right? And, and this it's more obvious because they're massive and they're genetically ginormous. But I think it's a good, it's a good thing to kind of embrace with that. So with your man doing all those pull-ups, I think for yourself, Lewis, I think actually you are a bit of a kind of a, a genetic gifted athlete when it comes to that stuff that you probably could push yourself through a lot of it. Uh, I know for me personally, like the thought of doing six pull-ups a minute, maybe for a minute, <laughs> but by minute two or three, this isn't going very well. Uh, That's so, not
1: true. You could do it for no, 15 no, it
2: minutes, I reckon.
1: I reckon you could I, go for a little while. I guarantee
2: you. Well, I mean, I'd have to train for a long time, but i didn't do something if I tried to do that kind of straight away. Yeah. I just would um, And I get more comfortable knowing that kind of we're all different.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'd entirely agree on the him being genetically gifted. And I'm definitely not genetically gifted in any way. Like I'm really not. I'm just a consistent motherfucker. And I've just been training hard for 30 years. That That's it. It's not, I'm not really gifted. If you would have seen me at the age of 15, I was not gifted in any way. There are people that are. I think there are some elite athletes that are naturally gifted. But I think, I just think the point I was trying to make is we are all so much more capable than we think and a lot of the time i I think we can we we can push ourselves just that little bit more and yet so you pushing yourself to a certain will be different to how i push myself or how daniel does but i think we are all so much more capable and when i see things like this it really just it just takes things to another level i i like googled a few other things like the push-up like uh guinness world record and you can go down just this crazy rabbit hole of guinness like, world records and it is mind blowing what some people have done it it really is so but there are i think there are some people who have differences for sure but this guy he he tried to do it a year ago so he tried to beat goggin's world record and failed and then trained his absolute ass off for for like the last year and got it done
2: yeah so, sorry, I want to, firstly, I 100% agree with human potential and we can mm. push ourselves. Um, but I, I, I will still respectfully disagree that genetic the genetics play a big, big role in the maximum optimization capability of a human of, of an individual human. And, and so, I think he is. I think I'm not taking away the ridiculous amount of hard work that man's put in, mm. but I reckon if you compared him genetically, <laughs> his bone structure, his tendon structure, his muscle mass structure, his metabolism all those bits combined will allow him to outperform somebody else who puts the same amount of effort in over the same period of time because of his genetic makeup and which is why you get it's what you have to right that's why you have elite athletes it's it's it's, it's just part of being human i see i see that for elite athletes
1: but not so isn't, much isn't he, like isn't this isn't
2: he an elite athlete isn't that an elite athlete uh, I, see i look at
1: see because his dad is um What's his name? Cameron Haynes, who's like an ultra marathon runner. So I I just, I don't know if he's been, if he's naturally gifted or if he was in an environment where I think his dad like had them doing trail runs when they were seven. So I think he's just been, I don't know what the right word, like groomed. I don't know if that's, but he's just been in a competitive environment where he would stretch himself. Consistently from a really young age, so I don't know whether genetically he's got any particular makeup, but I don't. disagree For certain sports, you've got runners, right? Their build is a certain way. Their legs are longer, their torsos are smaller. They can run, and then you've got swimmers. Their arms are longer, their torsos, and like you've got all that kind of stuff, right? Where there are certain advances You've got basketball players. If you're seven foot, you're going to be, you know, you, you'll do better at a basketball than if you're six foot. But I, don't, I just think something like this, I'm not sure. So, like, and the CrossFit Games guys. Yeah, they've probably got a certain build. Which
2: they're they're all clearly specimen, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I think Daniel. What you're on your Daniel?
0: Chat- I could, Yeah, I can see Daniel Chapman. Nothing's going out. Yeah, I just unmuted. I coughed and then I, I I forgot to unmute. Um, I mean, you get lots of different shapes and sizes in CrossFit. Um, but look, I I would actually agree with you both. Like, I I think Lewis, and I think Richard, sort of agreeing with you. But just sort of disagreeing in, in, with, with some of it anyway. Like I would agree with you that like, like I think we kind of have these, like most people have these self-limiting beliefs about themselves and actually they can push themselves much more than they think is possible. Like you see these people that, um, I was listening to someone the other day and they basically said that they just wanted to run a marathon in a month's time and they hadn't done any running and they just trained for a month and they run a marathon and it's like most people just be like i can't run a marathon <laughs> really? in, in, in you know I, mean, I think most people would be That's like funny. impossible i can't go and, and i i know one of one of th- someone i used to work with is kind of a bit of a lunatic like that and he ran a marathon and he knew it was coming up and he didn't train for it and he kind of like just only woke up to the fact like about a week before and he just ran a marathon now like he was pretty bad afterwards and he, i think he got some injuries and stuff from it but like it goes to show that like if you you, know, you you can achieve much more than than you probably think right and i think we all impose these and have these like self-limiting beliefs about ourselves but the reality is that people do such like ultra runners and things like that like they do things which you would just think were impossible of yourself a wh- like a while back so i definitely agree with that but then i also agree with rich in that i, th- I think um genetically gifted is probably the wrong word i think we're all built Different and therefore we have different risks around stuff. Like, and I I think Lewis, you said that you're not genetically gifted, but you are different, and you are built different to me and rich. And this is not an excuse like for me to like not push myself. And by the way, that could be because of just how your body is built. It could be because of the way that you've trained since you were very young. You've built up a certain like level of robustness about yourself, but you are able to tackle things and challenges. Yeah. More than me and Rich, that. like you, you can withstand it, and me and Rich can't. That's why I remember having a conversation. I think it was a, um a conversation with either Rich or or my PT. where it's like, you can't focus on everything at the same time. And for me, there's there's a bunch of things. Right, you can do strength, you can have performance. Um, there are other things going on, and I have to admit at this point, I don't give a fuck about anything performance related. I'm not trying to do any challenges. I'm not trying yeah. to like. I'm not trying to. I'm not like. Whereas you are Lewis, but I don't care about any of that stuff. Right. I just want to look good and I want to feel good. All right. Yeah. And even to the point where strength is going to help me achieve that, but it's not the primary goal, because if I went after strength, I'm going to start to kind of cause other problems. So like I, I, I intentionally let that stuff go, but I do it for a reason, not just because I'm only focusing on one thing, but because I know that if I try and go after the performance thing, I will cause myself more problems. I get flare ups just in the way that I'm working now. And it's pretty low intensity, well, low volume. I'm being pretty careful about how I'm doing things. I've got like a bit of shoulder pain, a little bit of a tight back. You know, I've got a bit of an issue with my hand. Like I, I, just the way that I'm built, I am much more higher risk around injury. So therefore I'm just not interested in pushing beyond a certain level, which technically yes, is possible. And some people probably think is impossible, but for me, it's just not smart. And I think that that is, I I am, unfortunately, that's how I'm made up. So I have to make a different set of decisions. And I think that you are made up differently, either genetically or because of how you've conditioned your body based on your history. So I think, I think we are all different and it would be ridiculous of me to start trying to kind of like take on challenges that might seem impossible to me, but they might be possible. But it's like, it's like I run at the moment. I'm just doing like slow 30 minute runs as part of my zone two. But I know that I am right at getting up to a point where I'm starting to feel my hip a little bit as I get towards mm. the end of the kind of like 30 minutes. So yes, yeah. I could go out and run half a marathon. I have, I have the, the capacity to do it tomorrow, yeah. go and run half a marathon, but I will fucking break on route. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, so I'm just yeah. not interested in it. Um, so I don't know, like that's, that's, that's I, not that eloquent, but it's just, I, I agree with you, Lewis. Yeah. But we, we have to also respect the fact that we're all built different. And there's a, a different level of risk for all of us in doing that.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, if I could just wrap it up though by saying, I'm not asking people to go and do like a marathon. I'm not suggesting people try and break <laughs> a world record in anything. I'm just saying whatever we're doing, we could probably do a little bit more. I agree with that. If, if we push this. And it's not just with work. It's not just um, with like physical stuff or training. So like as an example, so I was just sharing with you guys that we've recently just sold our house and bought a new house as ex- it's something my wife and I have been talking about for the past 18 months. We've been like looking online. There's like realestate.com, like seeing houses. But in our mind, we were like, oh, we have to sell our house first. We have to buy another house. We've got the three kids. We need to coordinate. And it was just like, it's, it's just going to be too hard. Like we we can't possibly do this right now. And then we saw a house that we really liked and we were like, that's the house. We, we did everything within three weeks, like sold our house. Shipped everything out, bought the new house, coordinate like because we were like so zoned in on it, we went from zero to like a thousand in the matter of like a day, and we were like, we're just gonna get this shit done. And previously it was like, oh, this can be too fucking hard, but then we were like, we saw it and we did it. So it's just, I think it's just an example of if there's other things that people want to do as well, when you apply yourself, like and really have like something that you're set on doing, totally agree, you can get
0: it done. You. You're like this guy that I've to at the moment. Um, I've I got a sense of Rich probably won't. Um, but like there's, there's this guy called uh and I know you're just not you're not so tuned into the kind of like necessarily the podcast uh, world and he's a bit of a self-help kind of guruish type of dude, uh, yeah, yeah. right? But there's a guy called uh Dr. <laughs> Benjamin Harding, I think his name is. But his whole premise is that 10X is easier than 2X. And he's wow. he's he's it's basically look, if you set yourself an impossible goal over what seems like an impossible time frame. What happens is all of the sorts of shit that's just on your plate, like the eight percent that you do, is not going to get you there. And as soon as you start to like set that very impossible goal over a over like an unreasonable time frame, you start to latch onto the one or two things that are the only things that are kind of kind of going to get you there, which you would have otherwise not necessarily thought to do unless you set that really impossible goal. And it's something that I'm thinking a lot about at the moment because. The way that I've thought about goals, I've been like really, really detailed, smart goals. They made my life miserable. I then went to kind of like having more of a direction that I push in, but not really having any goals. And it's much nicer way to live life, but you, you, you don't have the urgency um, and you don't, like there's something about it that doesn't feel right. And it, this this is resonating with me because it's like, if you if you really approach a very high level goal, like an almost what feels like an impossible goal, you will find a way to do it, or at least you'll find a way to get quite close to it and you'll surprise yourself. And actually, you drift towards a smaller number of things that you would have otherwise not thought to do because it's the only way to achieve such an impossible goal. And it's a little bit different to what you just said, but it, it kind of it goes to say, like, if you thought, well, like, okay, fuck, we're just going to do this house thing, all of a sudden, you start to move a bunch of stuff out of the way that doesn't matter. You just do the things that are going to help you achieve it. And then you surprise yourself that you can get the result. So, I'll send you that. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes and he's, he's, he's got a book that I'm, that I'm reading at the moment, which is his concept as 10 X is easier than two X because it sharpens your focus and you just focus on less things that will get you there. It's quite I interesting. Love that. It's resonated with me. At the love moment. that. Yeah. Really good. He's a good guy.
1: All right, chap. So what was, uh, anything you guys had on your mind recently you wanted to share or go through?
0: <laughs> rich, rich is uh rich is struggling with a whole load of noise in life at the moment right ah we Do you don't
2: need to talk about my life don't want to talk about my that? life <laughs> but my you're finding life. It,
0: you're finding a little little we don't have to talk about it for too long but you're you're finding it a little challenging from a mindset perspective right like just getting in the flow yeah. and staying there
2: yeah look i mean we touched on it last time and it hasn't really got much better yeah. so i suppose for I, I i think everyone goes through this but i think i i've I've definitely fallen out of, unless you use the word, Daniel, you like this word, flow. I think I've fallen out of my natural flow in the last couple of months. So if you look back over, let's say you take a 12 month window, like I'm in that period of time for the, like, the first 10 months of that, I was incredibly consistent. I like, like really very just worked out every day. I had something going on every day. It was just diet was on point. It was just very consistent. And then. That was kind of fine, right? And, and actually, I was very happy in that in that world. And then in the last two months, I was doing lots of different things that kind of got in the way, and it's kind of just resolved. I had a holiday. I was uh, I had a a muscle minor surgery that took me out for a few weeks. I managed to strain a muscle when I came back from that. Um, I'd kind of uh, finally kind of got back. It took me a couple of weeks to warm back up into things. And then I finally, last week, I think I did like a solid five days of really good strain uh like as in whoop strain and strain whoop strain um so you know like lots of good workouts feeling great then I went on a driving trip this weekend which is great fun by the way like it's great fun but like it was uh like four days 1600 miles of driving um my average step count over those kind of four days was two and a half thousand steps to give you some idea of like how how like static i was like like just a lot of hours sitting. and hours of sitting still. And then again, it's, just, it's that movement because there's lots of twisty roads. So it's kind of like very um very different. And then got back, work was behind, so lots of work stuff going on. And so like I woke up this morning and actually I messaged Daniel because I was really just down in the dumps. And I was kind of like, well, what's going on? And actually, weirdly, it's just I've fallen out of that consistency flow. And, and it's just, I've just struggled to get it back. So I'm just in a bit of a grumpy mood. I didn't eat brilliantly over those four days. Not bad. And when I think about it logically, in comparison to most people, I probably ate brilliantly. Like my protein was still like 200 grams a day. Um, like I had one dessert in four days and kind of like, because I, I knew I was sitting down, so I knew my calorie burn was like zero. Like literally, I don't know. I think we would have me down to like 1700 calories a day or something. Like literally it was n- no energy being expended. Um, but I still like really was grumpy and beating myself up. I'm like better now because I've eaten. Uh, I think I was like to... Yesterday, I had an all day event, and and way I went about it, it was like, right, I need to get my calories kind of low and under control and I'm back in the exercise flow. Um, and so I fasted the entire day and then had dinner at eight o'clock. Um, and so I massively under eight yesterday, which was silly to do. it, And uh, there was an event, so I couldn't eat anything at the event because it was just like white bread sandwiches, which I wouldn't touch. Um, and so what ended up happening is I've kind of under eaten. I woke up this morning, I was really, really fucking grumpy. I think that's probably the best way to put it. I've, I've warmed up a bit now. So yeah, Tony, I suppose the point there is that... I yeah, mean, was, I was,
0: like, let me, let me, let me, hold on. I've just got Richard's rich WhatsApp message in a browser. Let
2: me just bring it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, I'm a bit better now, but still not great. But I think well, the, the topic there is that it, it, I find it really hard. And I, it's, whether this is just a personal thing, I don't know how you guys find it. I think, I think, Daniel, I think you're better at handling this than I am. When I've fallen off of that flow, even if I look at the stats, I'm still working out reasonable amounts. And like I did five... Five days last week I worked out, and I've now had five days off. And obviously I'm back on it again today. But this, the point is, after those five days off, I'm really down. Like I'm just like this is toys out the kind of like toys out the pram type thing. Fuck everybody, fuck work, fuck it all. I'm done. Like everyone can go away because I'm going back into the gym. And 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 then what happens is my mentality is I'm going to overcompensate. So now I have to really control myself because I, my injury risk has now been times by a hundred because in my head. I've got to do five days worth of work today, which I know is the most stupid thing. And and, and logically I tell myself that's really daft, but emotionally kind of that's what I feel like I need to go do. And so that's the kind of placement. So that's what Daniel's referring to is I've fallen off my, I've fallen out of that kind of flow state. I've, I've lost my discipline a little bit. Life's got in the way and now I need to get back on the wagon. And of course what's really, I've got a holiday coming up. Well, I do a lot of holidays it sounds like, doesn't it? I've got a holiday coming up next week. Um, so now I've only really got like 10 days until that. So now I'm like, it's all in my mind. I'm like, oh no, how am I going to make that work? And like, do you know what I mean? Like it puts me in a, in a bad position. Of course, like actually, if I didn't have a wife and kids who I'm taking on holiday, I'd probably cancel the fucking holiday. Like I'd be like, fuck the holiday. I actually do want to get back into routine. Everyone leave me alone and let me get back into uh, the consistency. So that's what Daniel's referring to. I'm just in a bit of a funny mood today. Um, there's, there's a few
1: things you said in there though, mate. And I have to say, I I, I go through similar things. But the difference is I, I think you're a lot more like your control on your diet is phenomenal. Like, honestly, I've got to give you so many, so much credit for it. You may not have done the exercise that you would have liked to have done, but you went away and it was like, it was a birthday celebration. You were away for four days and you had one dessert in four days. I would have been an absolute glutton. Like yeah, I would have been nice, like, fuck nice. it. I'm on holiday. I'm going to eat whatever. I, and then I'd be feeling the other way because I would have been like, I would have done exercise. I would have found something exercise wise to do, but I just would have eaten like a complete knob. And then yesterday at the event that you're at, your discipline around like not having white sandwiches, like I would have smashed sandwiches. I'd be like, fuck it, it's free. I want to have some sandwiches. It's free. So I actually think like your level of discipline on your food is phenomenal like it's so good man like i just think you've just got an expectation of yourself like we all do the three of us do we just want to be optimal really good all the time and unfortunately it doesn't always happen but i think your diet is always on point so i just wanted to call that out because i would have been eating all the cake
0: yeah i I would be in the same I, i probably no i mean look i think i'd probably be as bent out of shape about it as you if i if i was Like basically your situation is pretty disjointed at the moment. Like you haven't really, you haven't got like consistent momentum, right? And that would probably annoy me just as much. I'm probably slightly better at being able to, like we said this on a few episodes ago, right, throughout the whole year, you can afford to have probably a couple of bad months on average for handful of really great months, a handful of really good months, and again, yours aren't bad, but what you're probably seeing is somewhere between bad and good for the last month or six weeks and it's just feeling shit because you're in it and it feels pretty like, like, like packed in around that. And the reality is you're going to go on holiday and you're going to come out of it and then you're probably going to be like pretty straight through to Christmas and you're going to get back on a great train again. And, and when you look at it as an average, it's, it's totally, totally fine. And like, like that's just the way that life happens sometimes. And it's just happening for you, but like, it's like my August with school, school holidays and two trips and stuff like that. That was my moment then. Um, but it doesn't help when you're in it because it's just super annoying. But, but your your perspective of like, yeah, you, you did five days worth of strain that was like I said to you on on Friday. I was expecting just to be whooping rich because he he undertalks himself because he because that's you know he's like oh, I'm annoyed about this. I'm annoyed about that. And I'm like, geez, I've actually got to work pretty hard on a week. Like I've definitely beat rich this week, but he only had five days to play with, and I had seven. And at five, I was quite far behind, and I only beat him because I had the other two days and it averaged out stronger. So like over the course of 10 days, your average strain and your average eating, I'd say still falls into the good category, not even the bad category. And like, sometimes you have to really take a step back and, and have that perspective, but it's hard to do when you're in it. And also your personality means that you're, uh, you're, you'll find it harder than most.
2: Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're absolutely right, but it, when, you're, when you are in it, it's kind mm. of like, you must forget the historic stuff you kind of it's like an emotional kind of vibe and then you're like right I need to get back on it um and get back into it I don't know if you've had that like and, and I'm normally okay like if it's a week or two but I think so sort of, uh, i've it's been kind of consistent now like I've been back on it for a week and then it'd be knocked off it again and then back on it so I haven't had like normally I would have let's say six week block of it being pretty spot on then a week off and then like back on another six week block right or or two weeks off but it would be consistent either side. It's been like a consistent up and down. Had a lot now of for, unusual our, events
0: that have exactly, up, yeah.
2: yeah. And it's it's and it was fine, but I've definitely noticed this last one. On it's, it's playing on my mind a bit now. Like it's kind of like just just riling me. And which is which is just you know I've got to get back on it in this next kind of. I've got to handle this next ten days well, and then deal with the holiday, and then get back and just say, then it's a straight run through to Christmas and. I just don't think anyone. I, I I won't be doing any socializing for six weeks. I Don't think. I think I'm telling all my friends just to fuck off and leave me alone because I just, I just need to. <laughs> I just need to like just get <laughs> when back, you get back from holiday? for Christmas. Um, first week in November, end of end of the first week in November, and then yeah. I'm back in so the UK. Like so I'm Five back. or six, fairly,
0: Yeah, so you've got like four or five yeah. weeks of basically just being able to kind of string together a really good amount of consistency before you go into the holiday break.
2: Yeah, and then straight through to Christmas. And Christmas will be, well, oh, Christmas will be
0: Christmas. Not, but, I am looking but... forward to Christmas, but Jesus Christ, my like bad food habits thing. Like Lewis is probably the same as me. Is like, there's just going to be like quality street. Now I know that each quality <laughs> street is about 50 calories as well. Like I'm, I'm going to be switch, switching off my fitness pal on the 24th of December and it's getting turned back on in a second and I'm just going to have to figure it out. But like, it's going to be really bad for me. <laughs> Because I just, if it's there, it's getting eaten. And at Christmas, it's just spread around everywhere.
2: That's okay. Christmas. I think that's fine. It's Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. I, fine. I know
1: that October is normally a bit of a write off food wise for me because it's my birthday. It's our wedding anniversary. There's always there's always a few things going on. But uh, I hundred percent feel you with the lack of consistency. I get grumpy after three days of not being able to have like the routine and the pattern. So yeah, I I, I can. I can empathise for sure.
2: Thank you. Um, there you so there you go, Daniel. That that would that's it for me. That good. Yeah. Like, so it's ten good. Minute, ten minute enough. coaching session over. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <Jess. laughs> thank you. For, thank you for my weekly therapy. I
0: got I got something uh, cool to chuck in there as well. And like, it's nice when something like this clicks and, and happens quite nicely. Like in the if you read like James Clear, Atomic Habits, and other people that talk about habits, they talk about habit stacking. Which is essentially mm-hmm. attaching one habit to another, and then you're just finding it a lot easier to do something that has historically been quite hard to do, and that's really clicked for me in the last three or four weeks. Like you, you're probably both familiar with like the knees over toes guy, right? Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I can't even think of his name now. I don't know why I can't. Patrick. Think his name. It? Uh, ben. Is it Ben Patrick? Ben Patrick. Yeah. Or Patrick Ben or one of the two. Our um, boys his book. I really rate. I really rate his stuff, but I just haven't. It's like mobility. It kind of falls a bit into the mobility category for me, which is like, I just struggle to kind of either one, have the motivation to do it or just to kind of fit it in with everything else I'm doing. And I put together like this pretty basic pro, uh, like his basics basically, which is like walk back. Ideally it would be dragging a sled backwards, but I don't have a sled. So it's kind of walk <laughs> or run backwards for 10 minutes. Um, and then it's a mixture of calf raises and the tibialis kind of raises as well. Um, and I did like one like one week, and then I would do another one, like three weeks later, just no consistency at all. But then what I, what I did one time and it just was completely random is I said, I'm just going to go out and do that 20 minute routine. It's 10 minutes running backwards, 25 calf raises against the wall, 25 tibulus, and then 25 calf, 25 tibulus. It just takes about 20 minutes. So I do that. And then I just did the zone two afterwards, did an hour of zone two afterwards, and it just clicked in my mind. It's like, this is a nice warm up for my zone two. Which I typically don't warm up as well for because it's not programmed by Jamie and I just do it off my own back around the, the usual programming from from the PT. So like this is like hitting two like it, this is really good for me. One, it serves as a nice warm up for my zone two. And now actually I know I do two zone two sessions a week. So for the for last week and this week, I've basically just been consistently like I'm on course for getting like two knees over two t- knees um over toes sessions done per week. Because I see it as my warm up for my zone two, and I'm like, man, I just think I've cracked it. I'm going to be doing two per week every week now because it's. I just know I go out, do 20 minutes of it. It's a perfect warm up for my running. I'm outside because I do it outside, and then I just go straight into a 30 minute run, and then I do bike. Sorry, sorry,
2: sorry. I I have to interrupt you. I've got to interrupt you. You're running backwards. I know. Yeah. Outside. (laughs) Yep. I go to the where where? it it gets some looks. Sorry, in in public.
0: Yep, in public, it's pretty funny, and you, you uh, know yeah, you reach that funny,
2: but like 16 year olds chucking eggs at you. That's what I, that's what what happened where I grew up.
0: You know, you reach that point in life where you just don't care anymore, just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, hold on a minute. Oh, um, where, where, where are we? It's a video. How,
1: how do you find uh, running backwards? Because I've never thought of running backwards, but I've thought of like the walking
2: backwards. Yeah, have you fallen over yet and cracked your head on the floor? Like, where, where are you at? Could be a bit sketchy.
0: No, no. Um, beautiful. Uh, they, they, yeah, that's good. Morning.
2: Cover from that the foot that carries. This is the. Like,
0: he does it with. Um, it's gonna like. Mark that's Bella, a drill and mental. T-
2: Someone's really used yeah, to it Far. You get the most show
0: interesting uh, things. I can't find a bit where they're running backwards. No. There's no like hierarchy. There we go, kids. Two. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. Like that. Um, Where did where where
2: the hell did he come up with the concept of running backwards being good for you? Like that's so unnatural. He hmm, talks a
0: lot about kind of these moments that that, like basically where your knee is over your toes, and a lot of his stretching and stuff is like he talks a lot about um, squatting really deeply, and that's why he says that. Pulling a sled backwards is really good because as you're pulling it backwards, your knees are constantly over your toes, which is where his name comes from. And he's like, if you don't have a sled, the best way of doing that is walking backwards or running backwards because it kind of mimics the movement. Um, So I've just started doing that and I just go to the rec, Um, obviously huge open grass field and it's all laid out with football pitches. So I know there's not no rough ground or anything like that. And I basically just, there's like this almost like two widths of football pitches. And I just do that back and forth, back and forth. And yeah, it looks like super weird to people.
2: Well, I mean, I, <laughs> but, I, think, I, so, I don't know. The, I'm sorry, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't know the science of it, right? But biomechanically, we're not designed to move backwards that way. You have no protection mechanisms if you fall. So, like, the, the, the if you look at the way that our joint structure works in comparison to, say, an ostrich, which has, <laughs> but where you need the caps can bend both ways. We are designed to move forwards and all of our protection mechanisms, if we trip or fall or whatever else, we can protect ourselves. We have no protection move if we fall backwards, hence us not moving backwards. So I would be really, into- I'm going to go, I'm going to go Googling now. I want to understand this. Hmm. Like, I understand the concept of like, it causes certain stretching and stuff, but like, I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't be a proponent of that. Like if you actually do fall from your height, you will crack your head on that pavement, and that is you. you. You have a real high risk of proper injury at that point. Well, for, so, you, mean, you mean like mm. in the moment of running back? In the moment, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because you, you, So if you fall forward, right, you have all this protection in front of you to ensure that your cores, are, like yeah. your head, your brain, and, and your core parts of your body are protected. Normally, you put your hands out, but even if you don't put your hands out, right, there's, there's a lot more protection. You fall backwards, especially if you're running on pavement, like what, yeah i mean what, I'm, you, i mean i'm obviously you, you, not
0: running backwards on a road like what i just, I just showed you Like i'm yeah they were i'm going I, I need to look into that field.
2: yeah i think there's got to be better the, safe uh, ways of the of the of the movement the,
1: the sled the backward sled i think is brilliant so it's fine. I that. wish I had I, a sled. I, I yeah. wish I had so a sled. I,
2: I wouldn't recommend
1: running backwards on pavement, especially after I smash my hand. I hate your point, Rich, <laughs> but I think what you're doing, Daniel, I love what you've said around that with the, how you've layered it into your zone two.
0: Yeah, the point like, is that because, back more yeah, than like, that is
1: so good because the backward walking, it just works, Rich. It just works. <laughs> Look at, honestly, it just works. The backward walking and they've got the sled. I just haven't been able to figure out how I can, where I can do it. Because mm. I wanted to get a sled and I was like, oh, do I buy a sled? And then I looked at one and it was like 500 pounds for like a sled mechanical one. And I was like, then
0: you have to buy like have the, the space because like, you yeah, they don't and, really. Yeah. And it's just well. like, oh, and then
1: I looked at you've got bands and you can do like some backward walking with the bands. But that didn't quite work for me. But um, actually, I think maybe just backward walking might work and then i think the tib raises and the 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 calf races. i think that's a really good one because i might start getting into doing a bit more zone two but I, th- I love what you've said around how that is now just your warm-up for your zone two you don't
0: need to think about it
1: yeah automated yeah. Bosch. Just a hundred stuff
0: yeah I, I can't think that there's a scenario now where it doesn't get done twice a week and again like you know you can look into kind of like the benefits of it all etc like I, I tend to not go too deep on those things like that guy seems to be saying a lot of smart stuff. Is there's a lot of people mm-hmm. he's helped to either jump high or reduce knee injuries or reduce like back injuries. And a lot of it is around kind of that, that kind of knees over t- toes kind of movements mm-hmm. and stretches. So just knowing that twice a week, I'm going to run backwards for 10 minutes and mimic the kind of like backwards sled dragging. Again, on grass, there's not a lot of risk for me, like uniquely in that. And then doing the calf stretches and the tibular stretches, et cetera. It's just like, I, I just see that as my zone two session now. And it's yeah. just, I've gone from like,
2: yeah.
0: being horribly, like not just being, just not being able to do it. I literally did one or two sessions over like six weeks and now I'm doing two a week. Um, by the way, that guy's also bought out a walking backwards treadmill. I saw that. Product. And I like
1: the one that you can just hold onto. And just stand. Yeah.
0: I, I was like, that's great. You which, could actually do it
1: whilst working. Be here at work, use it as a stand up desk. I was like, yeah. I don't...
2: There you go. Sideline. You could still yeah. watch practice. You can speed. <laughs> it's,
1: it's funny though. I want to get one of those. That does look good. <laughs> you,
2: you, you, you two are fucking crackers. I'm going to let you have that to yourselves. But I do agree with the habit stacking, Daniel. I, th- I think I, abs- I massively agree with if you've got one habit that you've kind of got under complete controls. Extending mm. that same habit, habit stacking, is such a great health Ooh. way of doing it. So I, th- I think
0: it's great. Another one is my walking, right? I know, you, I know you take the mick out of me for my extra long warm-ups, but one of the reasons that it is an extra long warm-up is that every training session starts with a 20-minute walk. And then I do my dynamic warm-up, and it's just like, it's just 2,500 steps. That happens every day I, Every day I work out. Um, these little things, if you can stack them together and just make them convenient for you, you're, you're just much more likely to be consistent with them.
1: It's it's also routine. See, I love routine, and I think I've mentioned it before. It's I like, like knowing this is my warm up. I do the same warm up. I do the similar workouts, and like so, I'm actually going to pinch that from you, Daniel, and I'm going to do my tibs and my calf raises, and maybe a bit of backward walking before I do my ZT's. And I'll be like, that'll be whenever yes. I do one of those. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pinch it because I've been wanting to do a bit more of the um, knees over toe stuff as well. I like that. I'm going to pinch it. Yeah, um...
0: Here's another thing as well, which is like, uh, fun. um, interesting. <laughs> I is won't the, be running uh, backwards on concrete though.
2: My, my headphones, no. my headphones are playing up. Such a pain. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that entirely. So carry on.
1: I said I won't be running backwards on pavement though, because uh, right, okay, yeah, no, safety a comes day, first. Yeah, it's a and, day, and, jump, and Daniel, as, as you,
2: as you're already looking a bit weird, you should put a cycle helmet on. I'd feel much more comfortable than if you did have a fall. You've got a little no, bit of protection. I'll, I mean, if you, you could do that for round me, round I'd appreciate
0: Fern's got, it. Fern's Fern got some like the. There knee pads and elbow pads as well, which she does on her roller skates. So I could put those on as well. They're pink though, and it's quite small. Yeah, and that'd be right. your
2: knees are fine because they're at the front and you're falling backwards. It's just your head we need to protect. So I think just exactly. to put Fern's cycle helmet on, that'd be great. And uh, I think that's a good idea. As, as, you, as you apparently don't care what people think, you're not going to care anyway. So that's okay. No, yeah, exactly. I don't so do, care. Do that for me. It makes me more comfortable rather than coming to visit <laughs> you in some fucking brain injury ward. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Uh, um, the local hospitals. In
0: other breaking news, Rich is now working and, 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 and with the personal uh, trainer.
2: I am. I am indeed. Yeah. Is that breaking news? Yeah. It's oh, cool. To, to, yeah, hey so, Lewis. Um Hey Finally. Lewis? Yeah, Lewis. Hey, heads up. Um well I've only I only started this week, which obviously poor oh, okay. guy's got his work cut out, so I'm in such a bad mood. But um <laughs>
0: And I did I did tell no, him so that like, uh, you would be an ass to work with anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean I told him that too, so he he's got fair <laughs> warning. Uh, <laughs> but no, so uh yeah, so basically I've been doing my own programming for, for quite a long time. And then I've been using uh, the mind pump guys who I I rate really highly. Uh, I've been Mm. using some of their programs for the last while as well. Um, I I really like the mind pump guys and and I like their material. I do feel they, they do feel that they they can lean a bit more towards kind of the bodybuilding aspect and I I don't want to be quite as far that way. And so, you know, I, I end up supplementing their workouts with my own stuff, whatever. Um, and then obviously, I've seen Daniel in the last while has made so much good progress um, with uh, with using a personal trainer. So I spoke to the guy kind of a few months back and then we started working together. And so, yes, yeah, so no, I am officially have a personal trainer as of this week. And um, I did the kind of first session on Tuesday, on Tuesday, which was like a movement mobility session. So he can start seeing kind of my limitations and my kind of uh, various kind of movement patterns and whatever else. And, and yeah, so for every day now he'll be scheduling kind of my daily workouts and building in my various stuff, and so, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that goes and, and running that for the next kind of twelve months and just seeing seeing what kind of progress it can make and um yeah, I'll report back as, as we get going, but I'm quite like I say, I'm quite competent at doing my own programming, but but actually, by being responsible for my own programming, I was deviating and changing it around too much um so and then and this is my personality type i'm not very good at like just be staying the course on the one thing i'm very good at the discipline i will do well, workout whatever else but what happened is the workouts themselves i kind of need i, I kind of make them up a little bit and make it a bit more exciting and then i, I wasn't consistent enough and so i think uh having somebody else kind of responsible about part of the programming will will control two things one is making more enough keep it interesting enough uh which is important to me and the other one is controlling my kind of volume and output because I think I naturally over-volume the workouts for, for mental and like, psychological reasons versus what's good for my body. And so I think having somebody else manage that is going to make a big difference. And so, yeah, excited to get that going. Um, I'll report back as we go. Um, what I did learn, which was great, is how useless some of my movements are and how immobile I am in so many ways. I'm doing these tests. I'm like, shit, my shoulder doesn't do that. That's not good, is it? Um so it was, it was quite good to even just go through that kind of first testing phase because it really did highlight some kind of pretty significant weaknesses, which I, I want to get tackled.
1: When you, when you said that at the beginning that you came, because I was going to ask whether it was in the flesh or online, and the fact that he came, and when you said he did that first session where he was checking all your mobility, I was like, "That's perfect. It's exactly what you want. You want somebody to just observe how you move, what's good, what's bad, where your weaknesses are." I think that, I think that's awesome, man. i have been keen to hear how uh, how you feel over the next three months. And also yeah. the way that you've like, just gotten somebody else to program it and do it for you. Now it's just, an, it's just a, something off your mind that you don't have to do as well. It's uh, offloading it. They, he does it. He's a pro. There you go. Go do that. Yeah. Good one. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then, um I think uh, the, the, the trainer <clears throat> is very much inspired by Marcus Philly, which uh, I don't know if you know him or read any of his stuff, but he's very much in around good movements and as, as I said, one of my, my goals for this year was to get strong in those movements. And and so a lot of this is also just about really tackling, like, for example, my shoulder mobility is really a bit screwed, especially my one, one side is like really bad. And so focusing on that over the next 12 months, like that, they're kind of might be part of my goals so are getting strong in those movements and and tackling some of those kind of inherent mobility issues um, before I get too old and, and they're ingrained forever. Like I kind of feel like, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, it's kind of, for me, this next kind of the 40 to 50, but well, that doesn't, anyway, so I'm 40 in April. And so for forty three to 50, I think is the last shot I've got of building some good mass and getting good mobility in those joints before I think it then gets really tough post 50, as far as everything I've kind of understand and read. So um, that's kind of my time horizon. I'll be interested yeah. to hear the kind of
1: exercises he gets you doing to uh, for your shoulder mobility and see what works and what feels good.
2: Yeah, I'll share it as a go and uh, shoulder mobility is super important. Yeah, I I think it's going to
0: be good for you.
1: Sorry, Daniel, I was going to say, so how with your running backwards? Then have you noticed anything? Are you feeling any better on the
0: knees, or is it still too early to say? Yeah, I mean, like I've I've only done a couple of sessions last week, and I've done one this week, and I've got another one lined up. So we'll see. I mean, like my knees get a bit cranky sometimes, and I know that like a lot of his exercises around kind of like really improving knee strength and just just helping with that so Mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest thing i'm like hopefully i'll notice is um is that and and also it just does serve as a really good warm-up like when i run about 10 minutes in i usually feel my calves tightening up and i feel like it's a matter of time before i get a calf strain or i feel like my hips starting to hurt a little bit into the run And, and i must say that like i haven't noticed the, the calf stuff in the last couple of weeks um and it's not you know the running backwards you can really feel it on your hamstrings and your calves um and mm. then you go into the calf raises and the tibialis raises and like you just feel like warmed up and like i don't I'm, i think it will just help like with with the running that comes after it but yeah i'll let you know
1: yeah i'm gonna include it as well so
0: yeah um and yeah on, on the pt stuff I'm, I'm really interested to see kind of like uh how you feel with that i know like it was a real journey for me when when i first started working with a pt because just to kind of like relinquish all of that and just follow stuff and often i would get sessions and i'm like that looks like a boring session that exercise looks weird it's got a super weird name like you have to really kind of like it's like super weird it's name. like delegating anything right you, you have to just kind of like trust it a little bit Um, But I'm so good at delegating things, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. And and trusting other people to make decisions for you. I'm I'm renowned for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But like for me, you know, again, I'm able to be active seven days a week for the most part now um, and do quite a lot of volume per week and get results I haven't been able to get in the last 10 years. And I put quite a decent percentage of that down to the fact that like a smart guy is looking after my programming and so so regularly do I think geez man like I, I wouldn't be making those decisions for myself if I was trying to do it for myself like as good as we think we are at programming um especially if when you've got like these issues and different bits of mobility and stuff like that and then someone mm-hmm. starts laying stuff out for you like mm-hmm. even even now like a year and a half to working with Jamie I'll sometimes see the subtle elegance of what he's doing and I'm like that's just fucking brilliant like, I wouldn't I I don't have the know-how. And actually, we all know that when you're in the weeds, this is why coaching and stuff exists, right? When you're in the weeds, you just don't know those things and you make mistakes. It's having somebody that's just slightly outside of it and smarter than you on the programming side. I think it it will create um, some results there. that will be good for you. Interesting to see. Or you might just be a complete pain in the ass to work for and he might fire you and could go that way as well. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: So my headphones like or you yeah. might
0: end up proving to be a real pain in the arse and he fires you after four weeks. You, all, all I that. mean,
2: <laughs> I, I think that's a 50-50 at the moment, but we, 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 we see. shall see. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at this. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting, our report results as we go, but I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it, which I, I, a year ago I wouldn't have been. And I think with my back issue my arthritis I've been so cautious of doing certain things it's really taken me the last couple of years to get to a place now where I'm comfortable trying new stuff as well so how did, did you, how did
0: he respond to that actually true. when you you must have mentioned that to him did he yeah yeah
2: yeah uh, yeah i mean like ultimately he did exactly the right thing which was like cool get it let's start by learning all your limitations and all your movement limitations and let's kind of get a feel for it and then you tell me when these things work or don't work right so we we spend yeah. a lot of time kind of preparing for overhead work because that's such a big problem for me um, but the side effect of because for the last two years well was almost three but let's say two years properly starting from scratch with empty bars and then, then just body weight right through to today certain movements i have now become very comfortable in and i can do fairly okay weight again you know not what i've done when i'm 20 but definitely like okay weight but certain movements i don't i haven't done because the risk profile hasn't been worth it but the side effect of that is like I've got now lots of imbalances. So I've done mm. very little overhead work because of I, I found that's the biggest risk I have across the spine is, is kind of overhead. Some of that's because I've got shoulder mobility issues, and so the weight's a bit too far forward, and it's not getting properly parallel. I've that, but some of it's just my back doesn't like doing overhead work. So now my shoulders actually become very weak in comparison to other. Exactly, just like that, um, mm. and like the. the, the so now my shoulders are actually pretty weak in comparison to other parts of my body, which I am lifting through. And so I, th- I think, you know, he I, I, did exactly the right stuff, which is let's figure out all the movements. Let's get it all down let's just work through it. And, and because I'm so comfortable, these things have been a very long time journey, right? I'm kind of, well, I don't expect my shoulders to get stronger next month. It's going to take a minimum. Just give it 12 months and let's see if we can take it where they're at today yeah. to be more mobile and stronger in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. And by the way, like, I'm not looking to go. I'm not like I said. I'm not. I, I don't give a shit about what it what my shoulders look like. I get a shit about them being balanced well and, mm-hmm. and actually solving kind of problems so like we discussed before. I'm on an airplane and put stuff into an overhead locker, right? If what, well, to be fair, I'm not, I'm not that weak. Like twenty kilos in twenty, it, it's not a problem. But like, yeah, over the next few years, yeah, to be yeah able Just, just realized right, But like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think. What can lift above your head? But let's say, let's say you, mm-hmm. you're something around the house or whatever or else. You just don't want any yeah. challenges. a Child. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it's getting, As when it gets older it's, it's getting it's getting harder
2: say, to take it from the floor
0: lift
2: yeah. it straight to the top <laughs> and put you on the shoulders like yeah yeah my uh yeah my, my my eldest is is kind of probably what she's 11 so it's a different <laughs> different catfish trying to put her on your shoulders um hmm. but um so yeah so look it's it it was good i actually really enjoyed it and these movement tests were great like they they forced me to tackle some stuff i think i have naturally been a little avoiding a little bit um, and then some of the minutes I just couldn't even really do. Like, he's like, okay, well, I want you to do X, Y, that basically involve like a really big hamstring stretch. And my body wouldn't even do it. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, I'm trying really hard. I really am. <laughs> I can't get into that position. Um, so, you know, there's good stuff, right? It's, it's going to work well. I, do I love, love nice. overhead work.
1: I love it. But I just find I always get a little twinge on my left shoulder when I do too much. Because I was using, I'm doing a lot of kettlebell cleaning presses. Did a whole like did that for like nine months, and I think I just ended up doing a little something, and I can do a bit of it, but then if I do too much, I do get a little twinge. So yeah, uh, yeah I do love doing it. Well, I, I, I tore
2: my shoulder doing um, <laughs> uh, doing monkey bars. Long story. Um, it took forever to rehab mm. that shoulder. I mean, for forever. Like I, I think maybe a year of constant band work, rotator cuff work. Mm until it was even slightly functional. And yeah, so
0: they say shoulder shoulder injury. Like, I, I, mine flared up. I didn't realize it had been so long, but mine flared up when I went to America, which was April, I think. Um, yeah, and even now, every single week, I'm suffering with shoulder pain, and it's a bit mm. annoying when I sleep, and like literally immediately after the session. So I've got a session today. I'll do it at lunch, and I know by the evening, it's going to be really sore on the top of my shoulder, and it won't go away until probably just before the next session and i've been procrastinating going to kind of get it looked at but that's since april mm. it just hasn't gone away that's, that's must be so frustrating yeah ibuprofen and keep pushing it through <laughs> yeah that's how you solve it ibuprofen and ice bags that's that, um. that's my strategy so far uh, which which yeah. needs that's a to change strategy,
2: Daniel. yeah it's not a
0: good one it needs to change go and see someone rehab it probably. yeah that, that yeah. is on my list to do
2: all it's right right we're an good hour. And Lewis, and Lewis
0: go to bed. Lewis looks like he needs to go to bed. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Or what? wants to go to bed. Or... Yeah, and no, I will be. Uh, he might still go to bed.
2: He's going to be I'll doing to do lists for his He'll big He'll do move. a Murph before he <laughs> goes to bed. I'm going to go, go do to some pull ups. <laughs> He's, He's just done. A, gonna... yeah, a thousand <laughs> of them. It? you got to do 2,000 a day, That's your challenge.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. Have a good sleep. Gentlemen. Cheers, chaps.